Welcome to the Coming to New York City podcast. I'm Katie Smith, and today I am joined by a very special guest. Um, I want you guys to welcome Perry to the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> I'm so excited that you're here. We're kind of uh, continuing our NYC Diaries podcast series where I've met some incredible people in the city, and I want the listeners to meet them as well because you you have an incredible story that I think is really unique. Um, and I was telling you last week that a lot of people come into the city for a job, but you created a job, which I think is amazing and <laughs> yeah. such a unique thing and so special. Um, so we're going to talk about that. But first, let's talk about you grew up on Long Island and you made your way to New York City. Can you tell us how long you've been here and what it was about the city that drew you in? Yeah. So, I mean, one of the perks of growing up on Long Island is that you get to visit New York City all the time. Um, and so from a very young age, I've been coming to New York. Um, yeah. <laughs> the podcast of coming to New York. <laughs> Uh, pretty much, I mean, sometimes it was every weekend, uh, you know, my grandmother would take me to the museums and, you know, we'd ride the bus when they still had tokens, you know, oh, to yeah, use. It yeah. was wild. Yeah. Um, and uh, I got to experience sort of New York at its grittiest, you know, when mm -hmm. I was a kid and now New York at its sort of finest, most fancy version now. Yeah. Um, and I've really, really seen it all. And and so having that kind of background um, in New York uh, really inspired me, of course, to want to live here. Um, I would always go to the art museums and uh, I eventually, you know, went to uh, college for art and okay. that kind of was always my, my path that I wanted for myself. And yeah. um, I wound up moving to New York right out of high school, uh, okay, <laughs> despite nice. my parents' uh, warning. <laughs> right. um, I was like, see ya. You know, I just <laughs> had amazing. to get off of Long Island <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and do my thing. And so I, uh, yeah, moved into a dorm room, uh, 17 going on 18. Amazing. And, you know, that was sort of the the beginning of the the rest of my life, basically. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, I've never left. That's so <laughs> um, great. And so, yeah, it's been almost 20 years that I've wow. lived in New York City or Brooklyn at this point. Yeah. Um, and, I, I mean, I feel like I've lived a million lives. Like, really? Like, living in New York at, at such a young age, like, you just, you tend to just grow up quicker yeah. and experience things a, at a, a pace that most people probably don't, you know, for... Right. Uh, most of their adulthood and so um, by now even though I'm only 35 I feel like I'm, I'm like a seasoned seen it know, all human and... yeah like yeah. I, I've, I've finally arrived at this place in my life where I feel really you know sort of grounded in my convictions and when mm -hmm. I was a kid and when I was younger just running around New York like without a care you know it right. was uh really something but it was it was formative for me I mean I got to really get it all out you know like yeah in 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 the early part of my life and now I'm just ready to like chill nice. yeah. <laughs> you know I totally get that yeah Even though it's not there's no chill in New York but like <laughs> I you know you try and create your own little piece yeah yeah and I think that's kind of what my my shop now has become for okay me. Yeah. now tell us about your career path up until 2020 COVID yeah. time yeah. Um, what that looked like and what COVID brought to your career yeah. So, I mean, even just going back to like Long Island for a second, like mm -hmm. my dad, when I was 14, was like, get a job. And so I, I started working at the local restaurant there near in our town. And uh, 
And then that really dictated the rest of my job life for okay. the next 14 years after that. So, wow. for, if, yeah, until I was 28, I worked in restaurants. I worked so many places across New York City. Yeah. Um, and Any notable places? Oh, boy. We would uh, <laughs> well, recognize? <laughs> um, I think it still exists. A place called Doc's Oyster Bar was a, a good oh. one because a lot of like celebrity people would come. We hosted an SNL party there where Betty White oh, came. Oh, no way. And it was wild. Yeah. That's so fun. <laughs> yeah. I also worked at an arts club. It's unfortunately no longer, but it was okay. called Norwood. And that was like a whole universe in and of itself. And that was actually wow. really amazing because the people that were there were all people that worked in the arts industry. And so it was okay. cool to serve them and be connected and some people bought my artwork and like it was wow. a, yeah a real like yeah. connective kind of place you so know cool. so that was I was very fortunate yeah um also got to serve some celebrities there which was really fun nice. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then you know a few fun like little cafes and stuff along the way but okay. um but yeah when I turned 28 I um I got engaged and I decided I could should not be working till 2 a.m., 4 a.m. anymore. So I'm like, well, what else can I do? Because I've been doing the same thing for 14 years. I'm like, what else am I even capable of? And so I took a minute to think about it, but I eventually arrived at the idea that I could work in, um, you know, I could work a nine to five and I could actually office management was kind of a an easy Mm. bridge, you know, um, Cause it's still very hospitality driven. You're still kind right. of serving people, but in a different environment sure. you know, and keeping people happy. So, um, I kind of took my hospitality skills and brought that to the office environment. Okay. And I thought I was like making something up like that, like the correlation that I saw was very obvious, but I was like, I don't know if anybody else is going to understand that. Like when I'm interviewing, yeah. Yeah. but I did, I was very fortunate and I found, um, a, uh, a, a startup called Architizer. Um, they, they still exist. They're like a media publication for the architecture world. Um, and they understood that correlation very easily and gave me the opportunity. So that was my first nine to five. And I was there for about a year and a half. And then unfortunately as startups do, they kind of took a bit of a dip at one point and Mm -hmm. did a layoff. And so from there, um, I actually found another job, um, pretty quickly, uh, luckily yeah <laughs> doesn't always amazing, work out that right? way um, and uh it was for this um branding strategy and interior design agency called brand bureau okay and so i was there for about two years and then i actually now work for their parent company avro co which is a global interior design firm oh, wow. so yes i have a full-time day job yes, um yes. aside from running my shop and that always <laughs> is like a shocker for people um right but yeah i still i still have that job um okay because of covid you know we still we kind of work this hybrid schedule so Mm -hmm. I only have to go into the studio maybe twice a week and Mm -hmm. when I was um uh what's it called when I was um what do you call it now I forgot the word. Uh, okay. When you're <laughs> not laid off, when you're on, oh furloughed, furloughed. Thank yes, you. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, I was furloughed uh, um, for about six months from mm-hmm. Brand Bureau uh, when COVID first started, and so in that time period, I really just got the, this like awesome opportunity to focus entirely on my business because I had started the Wonder Mart back in 2019. And so I thought, you know, okay, we're kicking it off. 2020 is going to be a big year, you know? And <laughs> yes. then like, well, it we was a big year, but for yeah, a different yeah. reason. <laughs> we know? did the same thing. We had like some dreams where like 2020 is going to be it. And yeah. then it was something. 
something. It was something, yeah. Um, and yeah, so, you know, I took that opportunity to really focus on myself and, and regroup and kind of decide mm-hmm. what was important to me and, you know, getting away from the grind and that, that every day traveling, you know, yeah. doing a thing like at the desk, you know, I, I didn't miss it necessarily. Right. <laughs> and yeah. I, I took full advantage of that time that I mm-hmm. had. And, and that's when I formed my online shop and, and then uh, just kind of sat and waited. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know what to do, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. Uh, but, um, you know, then I got uh, the opportunity to um, run a small pop-up shop okay. uh, at the end of 2020 with a friend of mine. She had Amazing. rented a space pre-COVID and then that kind of didn't go anywhere because she couldn't get a liquor license to do what she wanted to do and so she was stuck with the space okay and I came in like hey let me help you you know pay some rent whatever okay and uh so we did like a very informal threw together this cute little pop-up I was selling my stuff she was selling some secondhand clothing yeah and And where was this at oh this was in Crown Heights okay um and so that's where I currently live. Uh, and so this space was about six blocks away from my apartment, which oh, was nice. amazing. Yeah, I could walk so there. Uh, and right. um, it was cool to like do something that was really hyper local in my neighborhood. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, so, yeah, we took a chance, did that that market, and it, it went off like without a hitch. Okay. And we were like, oh, my God. OK, so maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe there's some interest something. here. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so we then put like, I think about, I don't know, five or six thousand dollars into like a little mini renovation of the space because it already okay. had been renovated prior to us opening mm-hmm. um, the pop up. But we wanted to make it look like an actual shop instead of just like a hodgepodge situation. Yes, yes, <laughs> so, yeah. so we put a couple thousand bucks into this and uh, we reopened a month later, uh, late January. Um, <clears throat> called ourselves the pop-up shop BK and okay. had like a kind of like street vibe and Cute. yeah it, it had it felt very crown heights and it was really really special and yeah. that wound up lasting for a year and a half and oh, wow. yeah that's a good pop-up shop <laughs> well yeah nice yeah. Um, and I was pretty set on staying there for okay. as long as I could possibly do it because I thought it was an amazing opportunity for my my business and yeah. um but as we grew in that space together, I realized that I was going to need more space because it was quite a small shop okay. and I was still bringing out new makers and, mm-hmm. you know, it was naturally growing. And, um, and so in the middle of that experience, I started looking for my own space. Okay. And, and then yeah. into Greenpoint. Yes. <laughs> and that's where, that's where I met you. I met you because I was tagging Greenpoint cause I just gotten here and yeah. you reached out and we made a connection. Yeah. And, um, I really want to talk about what makes the Wonder Mart. Well, actually first let's talk about the name. Yeah. What the Wonder Mart, where did it come <laughs> from? Do you have a story behind oh, it or boy. was it just, uh, just something that came about organically? Yeah. Uh, you know, I had this idea for many years and I thought, hell, like I'll be really lucky if this ever comes to fruition. <laughs> you know, I didn't know what to do. Like, yeah. I didn't know if this would ever be a thing. And I was talking about this for ages. Like people in college knew I had this idea. Like it was, it was a whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so the Wonder Mart, you know, it was kind of one of those like random you know it came to me in a dream kind of thing you know yeah, like I, love I didn't it. really like shop it with like I didn't you know do a focus group you know like I didn't it just like came to me one day and I was like oh and the wonder mark like yeah it just had a ring to it I and, love it yeah and, yep. and funny enough though for the longest time I did actually 
think that maybe it would exist on the West Coast. I had this hmm. moment in my life where I was like, yeah, I'll probably move to California at some point, you know. And, okay. Um, I mean, obviously, that never happened because sure. I never left New York. But, um, but for some reason, I had this whole vision of like, this like very kind of gallery looking space like white and wood and and like a very specific vision and yeah. and then of course that grew over time but that that was kind of like where my head was at for many years okay. with the concept yeah yeah and that it would feel more like a gallery or like something very special taking your art yeah, yeah. experience um, and yeah. pulling that in right exactly. yeah um and and originally it was sort of this concept that I created to support the other makers in my own life that I knew because mm. a lot I have a lot of creative friends um and so originally it was meant to be a space and a platform for them <laughs> to find success sure. and then I had this very eye-opening conversation with a friend of mine um and you know, over a few glasses of wine, she convinced me that I should do this as like a real job. Yeah. And uh, that was, you know, um, I think it was like early or mid 2018, I think. Okay. Um, and uh, we, she had such an entrepreneurial spirit and she was always like, mm -hmm. let's make that money. Like, let's figure yes. it out. You know, I and, love talking to people like that. Oh God, it's so motivating. So motivating. Yes. And, and I'm like, you know what? I have this idea you know yeah. and she's like oh my god let me hear it so then I told her about the Wonder Mart and she was like Perry that's an absolute like that's a whole business idea yeah and I'm like okay <laughs> let's, let's you know? talk about that so the reason that I love the Wonder Mart so much and that I wanted the listeners to know about it is because you have what is it over 150 different artisans um, represented in your shop but they are all from New York yeah. and I think that's amazing yeah. because you know, I know a lot of people when they come to visit want souvenirs and things like that. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times you head down to Chinatown or Times Square right. and you get the I love New York t-shirt, <laughs> but they can come into your shop and support local businesses, mm -hmm. have something so unique and they can put it in their home or wear it or whatever right. it is. And when people ask about it, they can say, oh, I got it in this shop in Brooklyn. And I just <laughs> think that's so much cooler than, you know, some random yeah. person in Times Square yeah. that, you know, it's like a, something made in China or somewhere else in the world but this is supporting local and um such unique things and beautiful things in your store that you can add to your home and it's not so you know like commercially it's right. very it's very cool so um really I love that so well. <laughs> oh, <God>. I, <laughs> I want to represent it so, well, so yeah. well because I've fallen in love with Greenpoint and we can talk a little bit more mm -hmm. about the neighborhood in a second but um I feel like it's this little hidden gem mm. that a lot of people don't come to because sometimes it's not easy to get to with the G train and all of that. Absolutely. But <laughs> with the ferry, you can come straight over from yeah. um, from Manhattan and it's easier to get to by the ferry. But right. there's so many cool restaurants and cafes and then having your shop right in the middle of it all mm. is just a really great destination yeah. that I think a lot of people would enjoy. And they just don't even realize they should come here. So yeah. yeah. So talk a little bit more about your <laughs> makers and what you have in the store and all of that, if you don't yeah, mind. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, I mean, our Greenpoint location was total, a total like random act. Like I never expected or thought that I could ever afford a shop space in Greenpoint. Mm -hmm. I always thought like that was out of my league. And um, when I did discover this space, it happened to be like at the top end, but within the range of the budget I was yeah. hoping for. And um, the landlord was very personable, which is not normal for that commercial. Is not normal <laughs> at all. No. Yeah. No. And so I'm like, what is this gem? Like, right. how did I get so lucky? You know? And um, 
you know, and took me over almost a year to find the space that I currently mm-hmm. inhabit. And I, I signed a five-year lease, so okay. I'm hoping so to be there, there for even more than five years. Yeah, you know? yeah. Um, and you've been in there yeah. for... A little over eight months now. Okay. Um, yeah. It'll be nine months, um, June uh, 7th. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And um, uh, so, yeah. So after having that pop up in Crown Heights, I was so eager to have a space that truly had my branding, my logo, my vibe. Like, yes. you know, because the shared experience was great, but it wasn't, it wasn't connecting that the branding and and my initiative really it wasn't like, your the customers vision. weren't yeah, yeah. and they weren't fully getting like at all and so i was so excited to have a space where i could like truly say everything i want to say you know Absolutely. and give people exactly what i've been wanting to give and <laughs> um and you know it's uh, it's been it's been an amazing journey i mean even in 2019 when i first started you know i didn't think that I was like, who the hell, like, who's going to let me sell their stuff? <laughs> like, you yeah. know, because I didn't have any reputation. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't, like, coming from, you know, the art world or whatever in that way. I was just a person that really enjoyed <laughs> creative sure. things and, and supporting makers and all that. And I would love going to the markets and, you know, so. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I started reaching out to people on Instagram and and you know, doing my own little research and finding brands that I thought were worthy or cool enough in my right. eyes, I just DM'd them. I'm like, hey, so <laughs> <That's> <laughs> I'm this person way. and I'm yeah. doing this thing. And I kind of kept it real, you know, and then, mm-hmm. um, and, and when I first started, 25 makers were like, yeah, let's do this. And I was blown away. I was like, I'll be lucky if I get five. And then I got 25 and I'm like, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I started selling at makers markets and, you know, um, and that's, an interesting thing because now I can fully relate to like the maker's life cycle you know like they the market situation is never easy for them sure it's always a crapshoot it's Mm -hmm. like it could be great it could be terrible we don't know and it was the same for me and um and that's how a lot of them make you know actual income for their business and it's all based on um yeah because online is still you know who knows yes um and so I'm I like that I had that experience too because then I I truly can know, you know, their struggle and know what it takes, you know, for Mm -hmm. them to really succeed. And so I try through the Wonder Mart to kind of support them in a more holistic way than just like putting their stuff on the shelf. I try and, you know, create opportunities for them to either pop up with me, uh, you know, outside the shop or Mm -hmm. maybe create, you know, I just created a private Facebook group for the makers to, you know, um, share tips and tricks with each other. And, um, I, you know, so it's a community. Yeah. It's not just just a a place to put their stuff. Yeah. Because I think that's where it all starts. It has to start there. Like, especially when you're supporting local, I think the community element is really important and it kind of, encapsulates the you know the essence of why I'm doing what I'm doing and it's mm-hmm. it's never been about I gotta make some money like it's never that you know it's yeah. more about the relationships and I think working in the hospitality industry for most of my life that was also about relationship building yeah. and and treating people making that experience special and I think I bring also that kind of element to the shop as well where yeah. you know I really enjoy welcoming people in and and like having a conversation and it's not just about them buying something right like, it's I'm not just a transactional like, experience tell me about whatever your day is like or you know sometimes right. people just need like an ear you know and I've heard 
crazy stories, like breakup stories, like <laughs> all sorts of things that people just need to get so off their chest, funny. you know? Right, and yeah. like, I'm like, I'm here for it. Just like, I love that. yeah. And so I've made a lot of great friends from the shop and like mm-hmm. that again, like community element. I wave to like the kids that live on the block. They wave to me. Like it's a whole thing, you know? So it's become like, I really am building roots, you know? And I I really want people to feel like the Wonder Mart is a place to go, not just for shopping, but for Mm -hmm. connecting. And yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's important to me. And that's so important for people that are coming to visit New York city too, because you do get kind of stuck in times square sometimes. And knowing that you can venture out into other neighborhoods and have that, you know, like heartwarming experience yeah. and that connection and that kind of thing is really Absolutely. cool. But it's not just all cold and, mm-hmm. you know, transactional. It's very, can be very personal yeah. when you go out to the neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Um, I mean, the other day I had customers that were in from out of town and they, uh, I think they were, they were from Canada. Okay. Um, and, and they were, yeah, visiting and I was just a lucky find that they, they considered, you know, a lucky yeah. find. And, and um, when they were leaving, I heard them, say like oh what a gem you know and I'm like so oh cute. you know like, <laughs> when people say stuff like that I'm like I totally die like That's it's so yeah. heartwarming because I truly like the shop is an extension of like my whole being and mm-hmm. and it's truly like everything that's existed in my mind is now physical and wow. so when people come in it's like sometimes it can be challenging, you know, of like if somebody doesn't like it or they stay for two minutes and don't really take it all in or, you know, maybe mm-hmm. they don't have the experience that like I wanted them to have, you know, or they're yeah. not just they're not getting it. Like sometimes that can feel like a personal thing, you right. know, like, oh, they don't get me or, it. you know, yeah. <laughs> and so I have yeah. to like sit with that sometimes, you know, but most of the time it's it's a really wonderful interaction and people are super excited about the shop and, mm-hmm. and Greenpoint people. I mean, let me tell you, they are so supportive of local shops. I don't know what is in the water yes. here, but like yeah, people I noticed that. love shopping For local sure. in Greenpoint. Yes. And when I first opened, I had the luck of getting some press from Greenpointers, which is a yeah. huge local publication. They're amazing. They are, um, yeah, they have all the information oh my on God. everything. Yes. Yes. And, and they have a, such an insane following. And mm-hmm. um, so I was like, yes, like Greenpoint is going to, you know, do a little thing about my opening. And like every other person that came in the shop our opening weekend was like, oh, I saw your write up in Greenpointers. And like they they like make it a point to tell to you, even just yeah. my sidewalk sign on Manhattan Avenue and India Street. Mm-hmm. Oh, I saw your sidewalk sign. I wanted to come check it out. And I'm like, no, but they're not That's obligated so nice. to tell me, <laughs> you know, sure, but yeah. like I love that they are. They want to be vocal. They want to tell you mm-hmm. how they found you. They want to show support. Like, yeah, I could not ask for a better first community you know what I mean like it's it's really amazing what's so interesting about New York City is people think it's so big but it can feel so (laughs) So small small. um, when you're in your community and and in fact um, so my daughter Shelby goes to school on Roosevelt Island Mm -hmm. and one of her best friends in her class her mom found out that we were moving to Greenpoint and said oh have you been to the Wonder Mart yet and I was like (laughs) No, I haven't, but I, I've actually been talking to the owner and all this. And she's like, oh, my jewelry is in her shop. And so, like, just such a crazy, like, the smallest, the smallest world. world sometimes once you really yeah. get into New York City and, like, the people who live here and um, work together and Absolutely. all that. So it's so cool. So I got to go see her yeah. jewelry in your shop. So and special. Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> and the other thing I was going to, uh, I told you when I was in the shop last week is you have some. Uh, perfumes and Mm -hmm. things and I think that is such a cool Mm. thing to get especially when you're traveling Mm. I did we 
the listeners know that we went to Australia and Dubai and the Philippines last year and each place I went and got a different fragrance. And so now when I wear it, it just feels like, you know, I'm remembering all of our travels and things like that. So that stood out to me when I was in your shop that there were some really great, great smelling, um, and really cool, um, handmade, homemade, um, perfumes and things in there that I think is, are great for a, a little souvenir, but then also you have so much stuff. So if you just want to talk yeah. about some of the things you have in there, besides the jewelry and the perfumes, yeah. there's something for everybody. Oh my gosh, truly. For our dog too. Yes. <laughs> we got Dolly a collar there, which is yeah. so cute. And I'll post about that online. And we love the dogs. Yes. I always try and make it a point to tell people that they can come in with their dogs because I am obsessed. I'm like, hello friend, you know, and yes. I, I have little treats for them and whatever. So yeah, bring your dog. Um, but yeah, so I have 150 maybe like 153 I don't know the exact number right now but yeah yeah all local makers um furthest out we support is a woman in Buffalo she's an Hmm. illustrator um I think I just connected with someone in Rochester recently or maybe that's the dog tree brand that I used to carry now I don't know (laughs) (laughs) um but I have a long spreadsheet let's put it that way um and a map in your store that shows where every every maker is from vision that I had even before I did the pop-up shop with my friend, I was like, I would just love to have a way to really like drive home mm-hmm. the visual, like a visual aid that says like, this is truly where the makers are from, you right. know? And I was joking. I joke with most people about how like, you know, there's only one pin for Brooklyn and one for New York City because there's like <laughs> way too many people sure. yeah, to yeah. physically put a pin. But all the other pins on the map are actually like one individual. Hmm. Um, and uh, and I just love that. Yeah, <laughs> And most people really like fawn over the map there, like find it so interesting and mm-hmm. to kind of remember how big New York is. Right. And you know, if you're driving out to Buffalo, it could take you eight hours to get there from New York yes. City. And yes. like, it's a huge state, you know, mm-hmm. and there's so many makers, especially in those farther, uh, far off um, parts of New York, like Buffalo and Rochester. Um, they have their own like sort of insular maker communities because mm-hmm. they don't get to go, you know, to New York right. City to like yes. do a market, Every you know, weekend, uh, right. and, and so it's really fascinating kind of seeing how they have created their own kind of like voice for the makers that are in their communities. And mm-hmm. I, I follow a lot of those people on, on Instagram and um, I just think it's so special what they're doing and, yeah. you know, because they don't have that proximity, you know, they kind of have to advocate for themselves. Sure. Yeah, um, yeah, but yeah, so, so yeah, the makers, we have, um, literally something for everyone. I have ceramics, yeah. jewelry, skincare, dog apparel and treats, <laughs> um, you know, accessories. Uh, we have a small apparel section, um, art, you know, mm-hmm. uh, all sorts of stuff. Station, like, stationary, stationary. Thank cards, you. I'm like, what yeah. else do I have? Yeah. yeah we I'm have pantry items. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and, and like I said, yeah, everything is either made or designed in New York state. Um, for me being a New Yorker, it's just like, it's a natural kind of draw to want to support the creatives in my community and in the state mm-hmm. at large. And for me, supporting local means supporting the entire state. It does not mean just my immediate community um and sometimes people don't like understand that where they think that local means like only brooklyn you know Mm. um and i've had actual people be like that's not what local means (laughs) i'm like okay well (laughs) to each his own you know and yeah it's really interesting and so 
Yeah, when I say local, I, I mean New York State. And, mm. and you know, the goal really for the Wonder Mart in long term is to actually have a Wonder Mart in each major city throughout the country. Yeah. <laughs> I would love that to come true. Like, uh, yeah. I think like having a Wonder Mart in like Austin, Texas. So it'd be like Wonder Mart, Texas. Wonder Mart, Boston. You know, like yes. Wonder Mart, whatever. So it would be like sort of siloed to each state and be able to support the makers within that state. Yeah. But then be like one big ecosystem, wow. you know, maybe online or something. Yeah, yeah. But <clears throat> that's like the grand <laughs> plan when right. I take over the world. But wow. um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, you know, when I get makers that are new to the shop, you know, and they come in and it's always like, a party for that one day where I'm like, mm-hmm. ah, you know, like I just get so excited. Um, and I want to show them, you know, like what I've done, what I've built, like here yes. you are, this is where you're going to live. You know, where I'm your sure they're live. so and, excited to yeah. see their products out on a shelf Absolutely. in a brick and mortar location and because, in Brooklyn. And, and I should remind everyone that like the makers I support are mostly emerging brands. They're mm-hmm. not, we're not even brands. They're just people that make amazing things. Yes. They could have a whole full-time job, but they also make cool ceramics, you know, and a lot of people like that don't even think that they're worthy of being in a shop mm-hmm. and, yeah. but they make amazing amazing things and I'm like yes Yes. of course you should be in a shop you know so that that's something that's interesting and and even for the customers you know to like understand that they're supporting you know a truly supporting an individual Mm -hmm. and not like a company you know (laughs) um and and it's not even about supporting me and and you know I I haven't paid myself yet from from this business which is and you work interesting you work the the shifts that you can and then you also have your mom and your husband right yes that take over family effort right now yeah um financially I can't afford yet to hire someone to work at the shop but Mm -hmm. yes I do have the support of my family um, right now That's and great. yeah, working towards hiring someone part-time so that I can have a bit of a life again. <laughs> yes, but, yes. <laughs> uh, and then yeah. to talk about the makers, you, um, don't do wholesale, you mm. do, um, consignment, consignment yeah. with them. Yeah. So that's um, yeah, another interesting. That's also another thing. Yeah. And that requires like, a lot of effort, you know, and it's not just easy, like, oh, I'm just going to like place an order, you know, and goods are going to show up. It's like, I really have to build relationships with every maker that I work with. A lot yeah. of them have become friends of mine and, and through that process. But like, I have physical, like intimate conversations with each maker that I support. And I, you know, check in with them regularly. I'm like offering them advice. Like, you know, it's yeah. the consignment thing for me. It's also a, a community building tool um, because it, it's, it's a low barrier to entry and it was a low sure. barrier to entry for me as a shop owner, just being able to open a yeah. shop. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Cause I didn't have that huge amount of overhead, you know, mm-hmm. to contend with. So um, I typically offer a 50, 50 split because I have the overhead to deal with the shop. Right. Uh, but sometimes if a maker has like a high materials cost, I like most ceramicists um, I work mm-hmm. with, I off- can offer a 60, 40 split where they get 60%. So I'm, I'm always thinking, I always kind of prioritize the maker and you know, yeah. obviously my overhead is important, but like they come first. Like I always pay them out first wow. <laughs> before I pay my rent, you know, <laughs> and usually that's not the case, you sure. know, and I, maybe that's to my detriment. I don't know, but <laughs> no, but I think you'll be it's rewarded really like for that from the heart. And yes. I'm like, uh, you know, you guys always come first. So, yeah. um, so I mean, it yeah. really is supporting local in the <laughs> most like, yeah, fundamental way. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, yeah it's I really love gratifying. And I, I always refer to myself as like a mother hen where I'm like, mm. my babies, you know, like go buy, be successful, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I truly feel like it's, 
such a passion project as, as well as a business, you know, mm-hmm. and I hope it becomes my sole source of income one day. But yes. I'm so lucky that I have the day job right now that can support me, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I'm just taking full advantage of the sort of silver linings that have come from COVID. You know, I know of obviously it was a devastating time for most people um, and it had its shortcomings for me as well. But, you know, I really found a lot of success in that time and, yeah. and I used that downtime to my advantage and hmm. and I was able to kind of propel my business forward in a way that would have never happened if COVID did not happen. Right. Because yes. I had that free time, you know, yes. <laughs> and, uh, if I was still at a desk nine to five Monday through Friday, like I, the shop would not exist. Like it would mm-hmm. still be me going to markets on the weekends, selling online, like and maybe like five years from now, I would have a shop, you know, but, yeah, but magically I've it. now conjured, you know, I've the, the timeline has sped up for me and here I am, you yeah. know, a shop owner. I still pinch myself. I'm like, I have a freaking shop in Brooklyn. I mean, like, yes. <laughs> like I, mean, I don't know very many that, people you know? like that. Right. <laughs> I'm always so in awe of that. And I heard I, once it's that amazing. a lot of people come to New York City to take something mm-hmm. from the city mm-hmm. and it's important to come here to give back. And mm-hmm. I love that you've not just, you know, taken from the city and then moved on, but you're here to give back. And yeah. I think that's really Hell cool. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, circular economy, like it's Mm -hmm. important these days, especially when COVID took so much away from us monetarily for so long. And then, you know, it's important now to kind of like go back to basics and, and be able to support people at a true, like on a monthly (laughs) basis, you know, uh, paying them out, like really putting money in their bank account and, and putting that money back into our communities. And, you know, I find ways to donate sometimes too. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, be parts of you know special initiatives that are happening so I'm always thinking about ways to support and yeah to, yeah to get yeah to touch people's lives I, think I love that yeah it's really important yeah so the Wonder Mart is located on Manhattan Avenue and yeah. India Street so it's on the India Street side mm-hmm. yeah 141 India Street perfect yeah. and what are your normal hours um so we are open Tuesday through Sunday every week 12 to 7 p.m okay and uh yeah closed on Mondays. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Very good. Well, we're going to do a little rapid fire questions to get to know you. You have heard a lot about the um, Wonder Mart, which is fantastic, but we want to get to know you too, because I think everybody who lives here has such interesting answers to these questions. (laughs) And I think it helps everybody to discover new things. Mm -hmm. So, all right, here's our 12 rapid fire questions. The first one is your favorite neighborhood. Mm. So my favorite neighborhood is not, well, although I love where I live in Crown Heights, uh, my favorite neighborhood is Brooklyn Heights. Mm. Um, I am obsessed with the brownstones in that neighborhood. They're so cool. If it's like dusk or dark out, I'm always like looking in the windows. I'm like total <laughs> creep, but I just and- like, oh my God, like look at those moldings, you know, or yes. like, uh, so I'm gorgeous. such a sucker for the classic Brooklyn Brownstone and I'm like what does it take to get there like I want one but yeah yeah it's a gorgeous neighborhood it has a lot of history so um yeah when you're visiting it's a, it's a great place to just walk through and kind of just walk the streets. feel the vibe and and the Brooklyn uh, Heights promenade along the water is really gorgeous too I was just yep. there recently yeah yeah awesome favorite restaurants um this is actually a recent discovery okay. and now has become my new favorite um 
It's called Nora, and it's actually in Greenpoint over on Norman Avenue. Oh, I haven't um, been there yet. It is fantastic. It's okay. like a new American food, but with Indian influence, more from like a oh. spice perspective than like actual Indian dishes. Sure. Um, but I this has become my favorite solely because the actual experience I had there, like the service was incredible and so personable. Oh, that's important. And that is very hard to find now post-COVID. Yes, um, yeah. And coming from the restaurant world, I'm like super critical of like, you know, people's, ex- you know, how they are, for. you know. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I could say that I felt like it was pre-COVID when I was there. And that was a oh, huge big. deal for me. Yeah. yeah. And wow. the food was outstanding. The vibe is on point. Like it is just an amazing spot. And it's called Nura? Yeah. N-U-R-A. Nice. Yeah. All right. Your favorite mode of transportation in the city. <laughs> this actually <laughs> took me a minute to think about, but I have to say it has become the bus. Oh, yeah. And you know, the bus gets it doesn't get enough credit I think um and I think the city is always trying to improve upon the bus uh, situation but yeah I take the bus more now than I ever have in my life because it's part of my transportation getting to my shop so mm-hmm. I take it four days a week twice a day um and it is truly lovely and again with going back to that community element like yeah you really get to <laughs> be with the people you know and it's yes. a whole different experience like of course you're with the people on the subway too but there's a different vibe like you thank the bus driver when you get off the bus like it's a whole different feeling that is so true <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah that's very true yeah. all right what is your favorite free activity in mm. the city this has always been and it always will be is people watching at the park yes. <laughs> 100%. I mean, especially in New York, because there yes. are some interesting people out there. Yeah, yeah. That's so yeah. funny. Uh, what's your favorite museum? Mm. And I would say the Cooper Hewitt Design Museum. Mm. Obviously, there are amazing museums in New York. Yes, but, yeah. Um, <clears throat> for some reason, the Cooper Hewitt has always been my fave. Uh, they... I don't know. They have this like chair collection that I'm kind of obsessed oh, with. And I'm not like a design person or whatever, but like I just love that kind of stuff when it's like a span, you know, like a retrospective of like these are all the chairs that have been designed in history, like wow. whatever. There's just uh, there's something special about the way that they curate. And I think okay. it's a worthy stop. Very cool. What's your favorite bar or club mm. in this city? If you have one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have picked Achilles Heel for this. Okay. Again, another local Greenpoint spot. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually went there like over 15 years ago for a birthday party. And it is oh, always wow. stuck in my mind as like a great spot. And I visited recently now that I'm, back in Greenpoint working at the shop Mm -hmm. and it is still freaking awesome (laughs) I'm like yeah which is so funny it's actually on my list my sister's coming in town in a week and I put that on our list do like little it's such a great spot restaurant and they have like interesting food selection too it's always like small plates or small menu too okay there's just it's just the right vibe the right place (laughs) yeah I get it I'm all about vibe (laughs) I will always use that word yeah uh what's your favorite New York City landmark Mm. Um, so like we were talking earlier, uh-huh. I was joking about like, I'm like, what, what is a New York city landmark? Because I, I'm like, what accounts for that? Because I obviously is like the empire state building, the, the, you know, whatever. Yeah. So I actually chose the cloisters for this one mm, because it is so gorgeous. It's like, you're in a whole different world when you're up there mm-hmm. and it's close to wave Hill, which is a gorgeous botanical garden. Um, so it's kind of like, you know, do both if you go up there. Right. Yes. Totally agree. <laughs> yeah. Favorite dessert in the city. Mm. <laughs> it has always been panna cotta. Mm. I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah. it is. And I'm obsessed. I once had a panna cotta at five leaves in Williamsburg. Okay. That like blew my mind. It was like vanilla, but with kumquat Ooh. and it was like 
citrus but also creamy vanilla and it was it, it like it took stuck my with breath you. away yeah <laughs> and so anytime okay. there's a panna cotta on the menu you know i'm ordering that's it. the one <laughs> yeah uh your favorite season in the city mm, always fall hands mm, down yep you can just feel it in the air like the second that it the weather decides to turn from the end of August or not even August now. It's like kind of leeches into like October at this yeah, point. But as soon as, it, as soon as it does decide to get cold, it's like everything just changes. And I'm like, hmm, you know, like ready to be cozy. You know, yes, everybody. Uh, yeah, you yeah. feel it. Nice. And then, uh, oh, what? It's like the all the leaves changing. So good. And there's, oh, my God, there's this tree on my block that is huge and it changes like bright yellow in the uh, like yellow orange you yes, know in yes. the fall and it's so freaking gorgeous and I get to see it every time I walk my dog and I'm like I love you that. know it just gives you mm. yes yeah I know growing <laughs> up in Texas we didn't have seasons oh my so God. Yeah. I just love yeah that's <laughs> such a good one um your favorite hidden gym mm, this one was my favorite one to answer because this has been a spot that I have known since I moved to the city I found it when I was in college um and it's called Crystal's Garden and it's on Ninth Street in the East Village. Okay. Um, it is truly a hidden gem because they sell gems. Oh. <laughs> um, like, you know, it's like one of those like spiritual gem places. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, if you're a crystal person um, and, and they also have a really cool plant selection, but it is the smallest shop you've ever seen. And it is packed with gems every like every inch of the place. And they huh. have like guides, you know, if you need to find something for a particular purpose or whatever, they'll yeah. help you pick something out. But it is truly a hidden gem. Like if you don't know Sounds about it, you like probably it. never will. Like because it, it's just this random little shop on mm-hmm. 9th Street um, between I think 1st and A. Um, but I've been going there for years and, and everybody should go there. Oh, nice. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Your favorite park? Um, well, you know, because I was there recently, I was like, you know, this place is really gorgeous. Um, I love lots of parks. Mm-hmm. I've had a love for Washington Square Park at one point in my life. Um, I used to hang out there a lot. And then I love Prospect Park because I live near yes, it. I'm very yes. fortunate to be there. But there is something so special, and I mentioned this earlier, about the Brooklyn Heights Promenade because mm-hmm. – it's like I was just there on Memorial Day. Okay. And they have this spot where you can like barbecue and like do a whole thing. And it was like people that definitely do not live in that neighborhood were like they came down to the waterfront and it just felt like this cornucopia of like all different flavors and vibes. And like yeah. it was awesome to see that. And right. like everyone was welcome kind of thing, mm-hmm. you know, and because it is a very ritzy neighborhood over there. <laughs> yeah, so exactly. that's why I'm saying that. Because yeah, I'm like, true. it was surprising, honestly. I'm, huh. I was so happy to see that. And yeah. the, it's so like, so many plants. It's like so lush mm-hmm. um, and so beautiful. Yeah, and they've so, done a really nice job. Yeah, of it's just yeah. stunning. And obviously the views of Manhattan are great. So right. it's a yeah, great little walking situation. Yeah. yeah. Nice. <laughs> and then finally, and I will not blame you if you <laughs> name your own. I will not. But, <laughs> what is your favorite store? Okay, besides yeah, the Wonder yeah, Mart, no. <laughs> what is your favorite store? Um, it is this awesome little furniture, like secondhand furniture place called Bedford Galleries in Bed-Stuy. Mm-hmm. So okay. if you are moving to New York and you want some cool, like old, you know, mid-century modern furniture or whatever, um, Bedford Galleries has 
like truly an excellent selection at like awesome prices. Oh, that's good to know. Yeah. That is <laughs> it good. Is, uh, it is another gem, so to speak. Yes. Um, and I've gotten many pieces over there over the years and I've sent all my friends there. It's, it's a great spot. That's good. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much <laughs> for doing the podcast. And you guys have to go check out the Wonder Mart here in Greenpoint. Again, it's on Manhattan Avenue and India Street. And they're open Tuesday through Sunday. So go check it out. And if you do, say hi to Perry or her mom or her husband, depending <laughs> on who's working that day. But most likely she will be. And tell her hi and tell her how you found her shop. And then tag me in coming to New York City when you post about it on Instagram because I want to see who all heads over there and and stops in and and show me what you bought too hell yeah yeah and if you mention the podcast maybe I'll give you a little discount oh nice (laughs) amazing I love that thanks for doing that yeah so thank you so much for being here I really appreciate it and thanks for sharing your story Yeah, yeah yeah thank you guys so much for listening to the podcast and we will talk to you on the next one